Show your patriotism with the flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. It's great to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about today because we're actually going to hear from you all. I want to invite you to call in today. We haven't done call-in shows in a long time because we've had so much content to cover and I've only got an hour. Actually, I only have 44 minutes, you know, with all the breaks and so forth. So we've not really given this opportunity as much as I would like. So today is about you. Today is about you calling in and saying, how is the current reality of our nation, the decline in our republic, the weaponizing of government against we the people and our leaders, our chosen leaders, how is it affecting you? What's going on in your your family, your business? And, and these are going to be short shares because I want to get as many people in as possible because I think it's important to give you the opportunity right now to tell us how you think and feel. This is a critical time. And I've said for a long time now, we're on the precipice of something. Well, we may have just gone over the cliff and we're dangling by a thread. So today's about you. 301-694-9363. That's 301-694-WFMD. Please, you know, if you have people you want to have call in, please let them know. From now until 10 o'clock, we're taking shares, okay? 301-694-9363. Our first caller is somebody, and by the way, I put this out on Facebook yesterday. So if you're going to follow me, when you go on my Facebook page, you'll be able to see my comments or my opportunities to call in and so forth. So please follow me on Facebook. So 301-694-9363. Our first caller is somebody by the name of Mark, who is originally from New York and is somebody who has brings in a tremendous uh, perspective coming from, you know, the New York market and, and, and is surrounded now by conservatives. So believe me, there are conservatives everywhere. You may not know it, but they are even in those more liberal areas quote, liberal areas. Okay, good morning, and welcome to the Jen Charlton Show, Mark. Uh, good morning, Jen. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, and thanks for uh, being willing to come on and share. Tell me a little bit, how is this condition of our country right now affecting you? What are your thoughts? What's your biggest concern? Well, you know, the biggest concern is the uh, two-tiered legal system, and uh, I'll I'll give you uh, a, 
for example, it's just that every time I turn around, uh, they're coming after uh, anybody who is uh, associated with former President Trump. And uh, all the information that's out about all of the things that uh, have gone on from uh, congressional to CIA to FBI to the president, the current president and his son just get whitewashed. And uh, we can't have an America like that. And it's to the point where, you know, I just I, I just don't know uh, which way to turn. It's like whack-a-mole because the left is uh, assaulting this country in, in so many directions, uh, taking down statues, denying history, uh, you know, uh, mandates, all, all of these things that we just have to pick one fight and soldier on. And, well, you uh, know, it is a, it really is about divide and conquer, and they've been doing that to us, haven't they? They've got us all fractured, and you're so right about that. When you look at, when you look at um, the idea of weaponizing and the two-tier justice, something Michael Peruca said a couple weeks ago with me, who ran for attorney general here, is if you have a two-tier justice system, you have no justice at all. They cannot, is, they cannot coexist. Correct. And so the other thing I want to say about that is this whole thing where the justice system now is, is effectively imposing fraud on us when they say you have no standing, you have no standing, you have no standing. How many times do we hear that in these multitudes of cases across the country? So their yeah. way of stopping us effectively and we're going to talk about this throughout the show i've got my father walter charlton who's an attorney in studio with us today we're going to look at it from the legal's perspective as much as we're able but you know you how do you save a country if you don't have standing and they call you the insurrectionist when they're doing the insurrection that's uh, we'll ponder that mark thank you so much for your call have a great day have a good day so our next caller is Jamie, and Jamie is with Moms for Liberty. Good morning, Jamie. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm great. It's so great to have you back on with us, and thanks for calling in. What are your thoughts? Are you seeing it from the parental perspective? We just saw in Montgomery County where the judge, again, effectively shut down the parents by saying you have no right to opt out of transgender books being imposed on your children's well-being, mental acuity, thinking, philosophies. No, you have no right to say they can't do that to my child. Is this outrageous or what? Oh, my gosh, it's incredibly outrageous. I mean, obviously, we were, you know, very disappointed in that decision, um, and it was very angering. Um, I'm hoping that the fourth, um, the fourth um, circuit court gives us, um, a, you know, at least a temporary stay, and so these parents can be protected while this, you know, the the rest of the lawsuit is making its way through the court system. But you know, the, this particular case is particularly egregious because what happened is. You know, Maryland requires that parents are allowed to opt out of family life lessons, right? And so gender, sexuality, all those things, sex, 
you know, um, birth control, all that stuff falls under the family life curriculum. And it's included in the MSBE information for the family life. Um, that's their curriculum, their standards, they put that out. They include adding in these inclusive texts, but they do so under their family life standard. So previously, because it's consistently been treated as part of the family life curriculum, um, parents have had the right to opt their kids out of anything to do with the family life curriculum. And so initially, MCPS abided by this typical standard. Um, but the problem was they had a lot of parents opting out. And so they said, no, forget that. You're We're not kidding. calling this. That's a no, stunner. So I mean, of course they were opting out. Good grief. This is not course. the majority. It's the minority. <laughs> You're shocked that 95%, 98% of the parents are going to opt out? What are they smoking? It's unbelievable. Go ahead. It is. So they, you know, deceitfully and intentionally recategorize these materials as part of the standard curriculum because they know under the standard curriculum they can't get an opt-out. You know, this was already settled largely with this, you know, stuff about creationism and non-intelligent you know, design and, you know, this, all those cases that have previously come ahead before us. And so, you know, largely the Supreme Court has previously ruled, like, standard curriculum you can't opt out of. Well, they just reclassified family life curriculum to standard curriculum to get around calling it family life, which Maryland requires an opt-out for. Um, so the reality is the other school systems are going to follow suit. Um, MCPS has led the way on being sneaky and deceitful in this manner. And So you know, hold the other on. So let's, gonna... let's stop for a second. So they've led the way, and I'd like to ask Walter to uh, give us a comment, so hold on a second, about the legal remedy to stop this rollout from Montgomery County by basically sneaking their way through the system. Dad, do you have any thoughts on what can parents do legally or what can Moms for Liberty do as an advocacy organization that's national and very strong here in Maryland? What can they do to stop this rollout of forcing the uh, LGBTQ curriculum to children? In what ages are they, Jamie? Oh, this starts in their in MCPS. This starts in their pre-K. Good grief! Um, Almighty. Okay. Well. <laughs> It's a tough problem. The, the The bottom line is that courts don't do, deal well with fraud. And when these people go around the rules of reasonableness well, with all this tricky stuff, it, it's great, it, except for one thing. Suppose the judge is part of it, too. It's It's a tough problem. Because people don't even understand the problem. The problem is these, they're dealing with cheaters. Cheaters are very clever people. Okay, so thank you, Dad. So basically, I think, Jamie, what it may come to is like, I'm sorry to say, peacefully protesting in the streets. Pulling our kids yeah, I mean, out of the schools and leaving the, the, the only ones there, the LGBTQ, they can study by themselves. I mean, is that what we're going to I mean, come to? 
know, obviously there's a lot of parents who are pulling their kids out of schools. I mean, we when we started as a chapter, um, we had hardly any uh, homeschooling families. Um, but even in the first year, so many of our initially very active families actually became homeschoolers <laughs> because they couldn't. They couldn't. Once you have your eyes open to the kinds of things that are actually going on in our public schools, and you know, it's not. This is not being anti anything, but I don't send my child to school for anything other than academic instruction. I don't send my kid there for you to help socially engineer them. I don't send my child there for social emotional learning. I don't send my child there for your indoctrination. So. Um, most parents are kind of unaware or they kind of think it's not a big deal. They don't understand the level to which this has, that everything has seeped into the curriculum, the standards, the everyday routine teaching. Um, you know, fam- families kind of think, oh, well, they might have this lesson on inclusivity, but, you know, it's a, it's a hour program or some such nonsense, you know, like we used to have, when I was in school, we had, you know, people that would come, like, with disabilities. And they had, like, a little puppet show about people with disabilities. So, that, you know, to introduce kids to this idea that kids in a wheelchair are just like kids like you and that sort of thing, right? And so families, and, and particularly like kids in my generation, you know, Gen X, we kind of grew up with that as part of our school. And that's what people think is happening. And so they think, okay, well, if these little programs and whatever are against my values, then I can, you know, maybe keep my child home that day. I could, you know, talk to them and debrief them and kind of, like, get it back on track. And, and it's not something they're steeped in. But they don't understand, really, that, that the radical left identity, gender, identity, and sexuality agenda is throughout the entirety of the teachings that they are exposed to on a day-to-day basis. Now, not every school is like that because not every teacher is the same level of an advocate. Not every school is run by the same level of an activist, right? So it's not as pervasive. You know, some people are like, oh, that's not in my school. And it may not really be full-time in your school right now, but you might get a new principal next year. You might get a new, um, you know, team lead next year. All right, so um, let me let me she, ask you yeah. this, Jamie. I'm going to Go cut through. When it, um, the mental health component of this, I think, is largely misunderstood. Um, and I think the mental health um ramifications of this are totally um lost in this conversation and my opinion is those school systems are ill-equipped to be operating as mental health professionals at this level and they need to stand down on this issue jamie i thank you guys so much moms for liberty guys follow them where can they follow you um, we have our Facebook, Moms for Liberty, um, Dash Frederick um, County. 
So you can find us there. Moms for Liberty also has a national website, and you can find our local chapter page through that website. Um, and we are Moms for Liberty FCMD at gmail.com if anybody wants to reach out and ask to be added to our list and that sort of thing. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Jamie. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Jen Charlton Show on WFMD. I'd like to thank our sponsors, U.S. Flag Service. Hugh Warner, he is a veteran. He is, it is a veteran-owned and operated business. They have high-quality flags that last longer than the ones that are made offshore. And please support U.S. Flag Service. Also, I'd like to thank Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Jen, and it's great to have everybody here today. It's all about you. We want to hear from you. We want you to tell it like it is for you and your family, given the decline of our country and the weaponizing of government and the, uh, I'm going to call it, abuse of children in our school systems uh, without parental consent. I mean, this whole thing is insane. So... We have our next caller, so please, if you want to call in, 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD, please uh, call, or if you have somebody else you think should call in that has something to say, we want to hear from them. All right, welcome. Uh, I want to invite back Bill Dodson, who's calling in. He, he, Bill's a, uh, a friend, and good morning, Bill. Good morning. Yeah, it, it, Bill has a uh, large business, uh, international business, and has been uh, very involved. He's a patriot, and I thank him for his constant support and leadership in our fight to hold on to our country. So I reached out to Bill, and I said, Bill, I want to do the show, and I really want your opinion from where you sit. So what are your thoughts, Bill? What do you see? Um. I'm scared right now for America like I've never been scared for America. I mean, if we talked about negatively affecting us right now, literally we'd be on the phone for a week. Um, number one is inflation. I mean, it is in every aspect of our life now. The Biden administration came in. They printed $6 trillion, devalued the dollar. Um, as a manufacturer... The products that I'm selling now are double the price that they were in 2019. And I find it interesting that, that Joe Biden touts that he's tamed inflation. Um, when the Federal Reserve chair spoke from Jackson Hole on Friday and basically said inflation is still out of control and we may be looking at more rate hikes. So either Joe Biden is lying or Jerome Powell is lying. And my bet's on Joe Biden. Well, the man's a, a, a consummate liar. I mean, he's a, he's a repeat offender. Um, so, Bill, what's it like for your employees right now? How many employees do you have? Um, between the three different branches, around 150. And then we use a multitude of subcontractors uh, for some of the installations. So if you if you piece everyone together, it's over 200. Um and you know we're we're facing different um, pressures in different markets. For example, in the D.C. market, it's almost impossible to hire anybody because um, I interview kids coming out of college; they're twenty three, twenty four, and how do you compete with the government 
that's now starting off around $80,000 a year um, if they have a college degree, and teleworking from home, basically no performance requirements, and, and then you come into a performance-based business, um, you're just not going to get those people. Um, I just was at a um, Republican Governors Association event in Aspen, and I spoke in front of uh, 15 Republican governors, and I told them government is becoming the competitor of private industry, almost putting private industry out of business. I mean, you've got this um, uh, Infrastructure Act, uh, that, that Biden put in place. Well, if the government is buying up all the steel for bridges, et cetera, how does manuf- the manufacturing is, is at a total disadvantage to buying steel. The government is your biggest competitor. I can't compete on the employee front. Um, and this is where they want to go. They want government to be the main employer. Bernie Sanders said in the 20, um, 20 debates, Democratic primary debates, in a perfect world, he liked to see over 50% of the people working for the government. That's where they want to go. And that's where they are going. I think we call that the government dole. I mean, you know, when we talk Mm -hmm. about big government versus small government, you know, I'm a small government person. I, I just believe in the efficiencies that come with that. And I recognize that the more the needs of the people, and this is why they're doing all this crushing of our economy, the more the needs of the people exceed what they can get in the private sector, and I'm talking about the ability to earn a living, pay rent, pay for health care, acquire health care. You know, how do I secure myself health care? You know, now they've got the ACA. That All of this has been laid out very beautifully. If you look at the orchestration of all of this over the last 10 to 15, 20 years, probably since 9-11, in the year 2000, they've been working this plan for what? We're in 23 years. That's right. So, so government now has exceeded... Um, the the small government structure that was so efficient, you know, under Reagan or whatever, where he kind of brought us back to reality, right? It was so inflated. Now we're it seems like we've gone exponentially more to this overladen government processes. And oh, by the way, they're not more efficient and effective. They're just not. Well, that's right. And whenever Democrats take over, what's the first thing more? He wants to, Governor uh, Moore in Maryland, he wants to hire more people. It, it, you had a $500 million surplus under Hogan. Now you have Governor Moore saying, basically, we're in the negative next year, and the, and there's problems coming up in the next legislative ses- session. In Virginia, where you have Governor Yunkin, you've got a $2 billion surplus, and, and they're talking about how to give the surplus back. That's the difference in government. In Charles County, Maryland, where I live, they still are not required to go back to the office. It's ridiculous. We have a all all Democratic gov- uh, governorship here in uh, government in, in Charles County. They still are not required to go back to the office. I have several friends who have moved away from Charles County and are still working for Charles County remotely. Um, it, it's insanity, and, and 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 you know you keep looking at. If they if they keep winning, 
and theoretically, well, no, not theoretically, data shows they've won five of the last uh, six elections. So, I mean, you have to wonder, where is this going to go? So I want to go back to what you said about surpluses, because I think this is really important. And we're going to take a quick break. I want to leave people with this. Um, and, Bill, if you want to hang on after the break, we can we can have another discussion on this. But But the surpluses that we had under Hogan... And I, my, my memory's failing me the details, but he did not use them and give it back to the people. So now they've burned through all that money. Are you kidding me? And I'm, I know you and I don't agree on this, but Hogan set up Westmore. So there's not a big difference between how this is rolled out here in Maryland. And it's time in Maryland for us to take our state back. And I'm not sure how to do that, quite frankly, because government is so bloated maryland is so uh progressive left now and we have had election fraud so we know that some of the people have been installed uh where when how is still being determined and there's people looking at that do you have a final thought bill you want us to share and then i'll let you go yeah i, I will say this just to let when when hogan left office he knew there was a ticking time bomb and that wasn't his fault Kerwin was passed and was set to take place in late 23 in this September. So Kerwin was a massive billion, $2 billion bill or whatever that goes into effect. So um, they passed Kerwin. We knew it was a disaster. Now Kerwin is going to suck all the money out of not only the state, but every individual county. So that's where uh and then of course uh more spent like the drunken sailor the first you know uh, first legislative session but it was kerwin that set off the financial time bomb all right well thanks for that clarification kerwin's a whole nother show and maybe we can have you back and talk about that but at the end of the day these government people local state and national they work for us we're not their minions and they've got that all backwards we'll be right back yes Welcome back. This is Jen. And we have an important show today. And if you're listening and you have a thought and you're willing to share it, you can be anonymous. It's fine. We want to hear from you. 301-694-9363. 301-694-WFMD. It's important right now for you all to speak out and speak up and be heard. Because... I can have all of the pundits on here. I can have all the experts on here on various subject matter, and we do. But what's most important now is, okay, all that being said, after the experts are done, how is it affecting you, and can we save our country? And how can you and I work together to do that? It's going to take parents standing up against these school boards. I will tell you... I'm hearing people say that we're going to have another uh, variant. Well, no, we're going to have another um, fraud masquerading as a medical issue called COVID to, to once again, right around election time, shut down, do mail-in ballots and pull the nonsense. No, we're not having it. Hear me, we are not having it. I talked to somebody in a school system, I won't say where, and I said, I want you to understand, I will not comply. I won't shut down. I won't mask. I won't make my clients mask. It's not happening. If you're sick, stay home. Take care of yourself. Hot toddy. But 
do not expect your nonsense to roll out across this country again. The people won't have it. We will not comply. On that note, I want to have uh, a gentleman, Fred, who's an activist and a patriot here in the Frederick area. He runs the Conservative Club of Frederick County. Fred Profiter, good morning, Fred. And what is your comment about how this is affecting our communities and businesses and all, all this, this decline and corruption? Uh, Jen, you, you, thanks for having me. Uh, you stole my thunder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. I was calling about the math mandates and the, the new variant, you know, the election year variant that's coming down. Now, um, we, we saw it the first time around how uh, the pandemic ruined brick and mortar businesses. You know, just mom and pop shops, you know, shut down. We just drive down Market Street and you'll see it. Still see places closed down, yes. But yet, you know, uh, Home Depot and Walmart—they were all good. They you'd come in as long as you had your mask on. But no, people have to take a stand. We have got to say we will not comply. You know, mandates, edicts, requirements—they are not laws. You know, un- until Congress or somebody passes a law, you know. A constitutional law. Do not comply. Stand up. Well, I would even yeah. I would even challenge that. The Congress does not have the right to destroy our constitutional rights. So if they get so progressive, then we should do what they say because they voted it in. Look what happened under uh, Pelosi. I challenge what you just said, Fred. No, no, no. I said a constitutional law. You well, the constitutional. Back me up on that. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, people think they know so much about constitutional law, and they don't. My father would like to weigh in on that. Hold on. All right, Dad, let's talk constitutional laws. When we signed the Constitution, we did not sign up for fraud. We did not sign up for the people who work for us, like the FBI arresting people like Sidney Powell and General Flynn and any other honest person. Right now, the fraudulators are running things all the way from the lowest FBI guy right straight through the Supreme Court. We hope to God the Supreme Court is not corrupted. But just because... Somebody votes this who is corrupted and following the Communist Manifesto and Saul Alinsky's setups for the last 50 years doesn't mean we have to follow them. Remember, they work for us. That's what our Constitution says. And when I took my constitutional right, and when every member of the FBI took their constitutional oath, and every judge, they're supposed to be following the Constitution, which does not allow for arresting attorneys 
like Sidney Powell, who is a prize for standing up against the corruption. I mean, that's that's it's absolutely insane. Standing up against the well-recognized fraud. The problem, as I said a minute ago, the courts do not deal well with fraud. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Fred. On that note, what else do you have to say? A quick comment. Do not comply. That's all I can say. You know, the, put the diaper on your face is absolutely nothing for you. It's more harmful than good. And if somebody doesn't want you in their business because you're not you're not wearing a mask, fine. Find another one. There's plenty of them out there. I know people that cross the state lines who did cross state lines to buy their groceries and whatnot. You know, left Maryland to go to West Virginia or Virginia to buy their groceries. Okay, I got your point. Now, here's the thing. Don't partake in in their charade. Well, and here's the other thing. Support small business. Support small business. Yes. To the extent, and I know we all enjoy the convenience of Amazon, but support small businesses. And how can we do that? That's another show. We'll look at how we can help with some economic development. But you're right, Fred, and it's not just on Main Street. You go in any of these office parks. You go down into industrial centers. You look around the corners in the less populated areas. There is a lot of shuttered businesses. There's a lot of excess in the real estate market. And I want to just pose something to people. And I thank you, Fred, for calling in. Uh, we'll have you back again. Thank you, Fred. I want to just say this to you guys. that, And anybody who wants to call in, 301-694-9363. 301-694-WFMD. Um, we have a lot of people who benefited from the COVID nonsense. He mentioned the big box stores. They definitely benefited. But so did certain real estate businesses because property values have been wonky, right? And I looked at um, commercial real estate. Frankly, I've looked at buying some of it. But frankly, the prices have gone up. So where are we in, in that market? That will be another show to look at. But the point being, there were people who benefited when businesses shut down and they had to then buy, sell, and trade that property worth looking into. Okay, we have another caller. This is Elizabeth. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. Thanks for calling in. Elizabeth, what are your thoughts about how this is impacting us with the corruption and fraud happening in our country today? Well, the obvious ones are the, uh, excuse I'm a military veteran, and the obvious ones are the inflation and the food prices and all of the, we call it fear porning, to scare everybody. And uh, my friend had asked me to call in to maybe make some suggestions about how to better prepare yourself. Okay, first of all, thank you for your service to our country. And we appreciate all the veterans who've put your butt on the line, your life on the line, and sometimes your limbs on the line to help us have a free country. How does it feel to have served and now be looking at where we are as a country? Well, it's definitely moral injury and uh, to not just the existing new veterans, but our previous family members that were veterans. And, of course, the people serving, if they have a, have enough time to actually be awake and see what's really going on instead of working themselves to death like dogs. Um, 
it's it's very appalling to see our country, um, you know, under this administration. I'm just going to say it right out there, you know, loud and clear. Yep. There you go. Well, that's what we're doing, telling it like it is. So you have some uh, suggestions to people about being prepared in case we have an EMP attack on our grid or uh, water issues like, God forbid, they've had in East Palestine, which we covered months and months ago. There are issues uh, and food supply. Now they're looking at putting mRNA vaccines in our food supply. We didn't want to get it in our butt. We sure don't want it in our food. Tell us, Elizabeth, some ideas. Uh, well, I think that being able to uh, understand how to uh, store water properly, uh, even if it's just you buy a gallon of milk, you fill it, you rinse it out really good, and you put some water in it, maybe a drop of vinegar or something just to keep it nice, you know. Um, having extra water is a big deal because when we did humanitarian missions, uh, one of the things we were doing was delivering pallets of water in our helicopters to hurricane survivors. So it's not just the war of principalities that we're in. It's also we're in a war against nature as well. Okay, very good. And one thing I recommend people look into is getting a generator. It's expensive. It takes time to get the right one in. But do me a favor because I've been through this learning curve. Make sure you're working with somebody who knows how to install a generator. And uh want to give a shout out to Long Electric. They've done a great job for me. All right. Thank you, Elizabeth. I was telling my friend about the rule of three. Well, first of all, you have to secure your preps. But if for some reason you can't secure your preps um, because, you know, Everybody's figuring out who their friends are and who they aren't right now, and it's good to know that. But um, security is a real big thing. But if you don't have security, you need to know the law of three, which is you can go um, three hours without shelter in real bad inclement weather, up to three hours. Uh, you can go three days without water, and um, you're supposed to be able to go three weeks without food. Uh, which is a stretch for all of us pretty much, especially if you're sick. But Very I just good. wanted to lay that out there. Thank and you. also, I am not vaccinated. They polluted us on active duty, and I will never take another vaccine. Very good. Thank you for sharing. Do you want to give your phone number for people to reach out to you? Yes, it's 301-672-5381. I'd be happy. I don't sell anything. I just I'm just a survivor. My father was a Vietnam veteran. All my uncles were in the Navy. I just learned things over the years from being in the military. I just like to help people to stay calm no matter what happens and to learn how to take care of yourself and also learn how to forage and uh, natural medicine because there's not going to be medicine available. And if you have dental needs, get those taken care of now. Okay, very good. Good advice. Thank you, Elizabeth. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, our next caller is Nikki. I want to plow through these because I really want everybody to have as much time to talk as we can. Nikki, thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. Yes. Okay, tell us what is the thing that's affecting you and your family the most based on where we are in, in this decline of government and the weaponizing of agencies against us? Well, that's, my, my question sort of pertains to that in regards to local elections. Um, as a Republican, I'm, I'm, and this is why I want your opinion. I'm considering if they do mail in ballots the next local election, participating in that because it seems like you go, you go and you vote 
on voting day, and then it tips their it tips our hand as to how many votes there are for a Republican candidate, and then they start counting the mail-in ballots. Do you think there's an advantage to mailing in my ballot this time to maybe not give them such an advantage until we figure out all this hinky other stuff that's going on in the the election I got your question. It's not a popular opinion, what I'm going to tell you. And my father, I think, is going to disagree with me. That's okay. We we disagree sometimes. (laughs) Um, But I do not believe in mail-in ballots. Unless you are infirmed or serving in the military, get your butt to the election uh, day. I believe one one day, one vote, one piece of paper. I don't believe in in the machines. They are corrupt. And my father's going to go into a little more detail about that because he actually has a case right now about election fraud and how it's being handled. So uh, go ahead. Well, yes, Jen. Uh, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. Wow. Okay, okay that's cool. Uh, that's a start. Now, the next thing is this. We have a RICO case going that alleges multiple frauds. That is, the entire system is corrupted. One of the things that's corrupted is the mail-in ballots. Another thing that's corrupted is the machines themselves. We have been sold a bill of goods and we have live witnesses with photographs that the machines are online. Now, and, the, wait, the machines, and, and just let us remind people, we were told they absolutely positively were not online. So they lied to us about that. They lied to us about that, but not only that. The entire certification, one of our uh, researchers has documentary proof that the machines have not been certified since about 2012. And we were told they are certified. They aren't certified. And the whole certification process, not just for Maryland, but the whole country is corrupt. So now, they, now, just one. Now, well, let me do mail-in ballots. This is certification ensures that the equipment is correct and proper. That they can they total correctly, and and it's not just that. It's it's corrupted. The whole process is corrupted. So you, the entire vote is corrupt and has been corrupt. Now, mail-in ballots. Since they take them in Maryland, they take the mail-in ballots and run them through the machines. It don't make any difference what's in the mail-in ballots. They change them in the machines anyway, and the printing is corrupt. So they print corrupted mail-in ballots to start off with. The whole process is absurd. Okay, so there you have it, Elizabeth. I think the answer is... If they want to figure out the numbers, they can figure it out at any point in that process because they've been using the systems to tally the votes along the way, to your point, to fill in the gaps that they need to get just enough over the line. How many times did President Trump lose by uh, just a couple thousand here and just 10,000 there? Well, the way these 
uh, printing and so forth. And this is another show. We can give you guys an update on all of the different evidence that's out there. Okay. But I think the answer is, I think we show up on one day and there's not, by the way, it's not election season and it doesn't go on for three weeks afterward. And all of the nonsense allowing them to gather, 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 gather the remaining votes they need. That was the issue. If you go on election day, but then they extend it three weeks after, you don't really have an election day. You get me? Yes, I do. I do. And I appreciate you uh, answering the question and your dad's input. Very good. Excellent. Spread the word. God bless. Have a great day. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I have today in studio Walter Charlton, my dear old dad, who is an attorney and has been deep in the mud of all of this. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. I have with me in studio Walter Charlton, and we've been talking to the people, and we've been listening to you, and we are so grateful that you're listening and that you have your comments and that you're willing to share them because it's it's tricky right now to talk about the issues, particularly with people who don't agree with us. But at one point, I didn't know about this and somebody was willing to share with me. And I'm not an easy uh, person to coach. I'm really not. So it took a lot of tenacity on her part to break through my my knucklehead, to allow this information to get in, for me to start to understand what was going on in our country and what was happening to us. And this decline in our nation is, it's sad. You listen to that veteran who called in. You know, if you've been somebody who served, I can only imagine Whatever heartbreak I feel must be multiplied over there where you are because you gave so much with your heart and your passionate commitment to serve this country in the military. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're going through this, but your efforts were not for naught. But now we need you guys more than ever. We need you guys more than ever because in the military, you know what that what's at stake i think sometimes the populace doesn't get it there's certainly a bunch of democrats right now who are not awake to what's going on and they actually think we're okay under biden now that's stunning that's absolutely shocking that they think we're okay now how can they think that when they go to the grocery store the gas pump and i don't know they listen to our show but um all right, we have one more caller, and then we're going to wrap up this show. We're going to go quick. This is John from Newmarket. Good morning, John, and thanks for calling in. What do you have to say? Well, I just want to remind everybody what happened to Carrie Lake. Everybody showed up on voting day, and the, uh, the, the printers were out of ink. What happens then? And it was pre-planned, from what I understand. So that, that's my, my issue. Thank you. Yeah. No, John, it's a great comment. And here's what I would say about that. If we have a paper ballot and a pen, we're not worrying about their printers. We're not worrying about their machines. We're not worrying about their Internet connection. We're not worrying about any of the crap that they pulled in that election. Carrie Lake won that election 100%. If you, you know what, I, I want to give an analogy. So we, 
if I went to school and I told my teacher the dog ate my homework, the teacher looked at me and said, yeah, right. Detention. Right. If if you go to work, we've got you know, we've only got a, a, a minute here. But if you go to if you go to work and you tell a lie, people aren't going to buy it. But they told a lie on these elections and said it was OK and it wasn't. They didn't run out of ink and they didn't have a plumbing problem in Georgia. They cheated. That's what happened. Now we go to paper ballots, one day, one vote, no machines. We count them at the precinct level. And you know what? We'll know who we chose and we'll get the right people in office because we, the people, decided because our vote counts. God bless you all. Have a great week. We will do this again. Thank you so much to all the listeners and all of your passionate commitment. Get in action. Follow these groups. Get involved because this is our country and it's time to save our nation. God bless you.